Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. How many stages of grievance are there? It's like denial, anger. I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head. We're seeing this happen now as Alvin Bragg's five stages. Okay. We're seeing Alvin Bragg's case uh, falling apart and the media is doing its, its five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression. Well, there's really four because they never accepted. Right? They, just, they, just move on. they just move on to the next thing. But all you've been hearing, this is the end. The beginning of the end. This bombshell. The walls are closing in. It's like they never tire of the same cliche lines that turn out not to be true. I, again, I, 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 I don't understand why some people just allow themselves. You know, they say, you know, conservatives and, and stolen elections. and you're, you're, If you can name one time on this program that, that I've toyed with your emotions... And I built, I, I can, I, I, I built to something. Well, Andrew, the red wave. The polling looked like it was going in that direction. And we said, you know, when the red wave didn't materialize as, you know, all the polling showed, okay, well, that kind of sucks. But I don't build up your expectations only to have them come crashing down and then I build them back up again. And I want you to listen to this montage. This is actually, how long is it? Actually, eight minutes? I think it's eight minutes. I can't play all eight minutes. Here's one minute. Play it. Trump's going down. This president could be impeached. I do not think the president will serve out his term. Resignation. Resignation. I don't think this president is going to serve out his term. Mr. Trump will not serve out his term. He will not serve out his term. No way. Know how. Breaking news. Absolute bombshell. I think Donald Trump is in trouble. Donald Trump is not. He's done. And it's over. It's over. The wall's closing in. Oh, the wall's closing in. This is going to be the Achilles Hill. Breaking news tonight. I expect Trump to depart. This week will be the watershed week. Trump is in big trouble. Trump's in a lot of trouble. It's a sign of a terrified old man who feels the walls closing in. The walls are increasingly closing in on him. Tonight, the walls are closing in. Today changed everything. This is the beginning of the end. Today, the biggest tip point for the Trump administration. What a historic day. The bombshells, uh, they fell. It's entropy and it's crumbling internally. He's underwater. He feels the walls closing in. Could his testimony be a turning point? We may be at a tipping point. It's the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. Another bombshell. 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 This is a bombshell. All right, this could go on for eight minutes. Does anyone tire of this stuff? I want to take you back to April 17th, 2016, almost seven years ago. Donald Trump hadn't even secured the Republican nomination. Headline Politico, could Trump be impeached shortly after he takes office? It's highly improbable, but lost scholars and political junkies are speculating about it. Donald Trump isn't even the Republican nominee yet, but his incendiary rhetoric most notably about killing the families of terrorists and bringing back torture, has critics on the right and left discussing the most extreme of, of countermeasures at an unusually early point in the race. Impeachment is already on the lips of pundits, 
newspaper editorials, constitutional scholars, and even a few members of Congress. From the right, Washington attorney Bruce Fine puts the odds at 50-50 that a President Trump commits impeachable offenses as president. Liberal Florida Representative Alan Grayson said Trump's insistence on building a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border, if concrete was poured despite Congress's opposition, could lead down a path toward impeachment. Even the mainstream Republican head of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce recently tossed out the I-word when discussing the civilian backlash if Trump's trade war with China led to higher prices on everyday items at Walmart and Target. They were talking about impeaching this man before he was ever even the nominee. Constitutional experts of all political stripes say it's surprising for impeachment talk to bubble up this early, but then Trump has been throwing around some surprising ideas for a leading candidate, calling the Geneva Conventions a problem, pitching policies that many see as violating international law. What he's stated, in my judgment, would clearly be impeachable offenses, said Bruce Fine, a former Reagan-era Justice Department official who worked on the Bill Clinton impeachment effort. Likewise, Yale Law School lecturer and military uh, justice expert Eugene Fiddle offered a similar prediction for Trump from the left. He certainly said things which to follow through on would constitute high crimes and misdemeanors. International law. Bribery, treason, high crimes and misdemeanors. What? First of all, international law is not a real thing because there's no global government. But they were talking about impeaching this man before he was even the nominee. And that's set in motion a cabal of people who come hell or high water we're going to we're going to we're going to damage this man as much as they could and that's who Alvin Bragg is this case is a joke and everybody knows it but see here's here's the absolute truth they don't care if Alvin Bragg came out tomorrow and said i am just doing this because i hate trump and i want to get him nobody on msnbc would say wow come on that's not how justice works, because deep down inside, they all agree. The, Trump didn't just touch a nerve. He, like, grabbed it, pinched it, twisted it, and pulled on it. And these people don't give a damn about justice. Like I said, a prosecutor in Arkansas should immediately reopen the rape case of Juanita Broderick. Juanita Broderick maintains, she said it on this program, that Bill Clinton wanted to hold a meeting with her in a hotel room related to her lobbying on behalf of uh, assisted living nurses. She was representing assisted living nurses, their their union or their, their trade organization or whatever. And Bill Clinton cornered her, threw her on the bed, climbed on top of her, bit her lip, and raped her. And she has been saying this for the better part of 45 years. Now, if you're going to tell me there's no statute of limitations on Deborah Ramirez or Christine Blasey Ford making sex assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, which have been, you know, investigated to their best ability, considering that nobody remembers any details. Juanita Broderick has a serious allegation against Bill Clinton. Maybe he should be charged in this case. And maybe Republican and conservative prosecutors should go back and look at allegations of sex assault or sexual harassment or any claim against 
made against Democrats and start filing charges. Why not? Lock him up. Me too. We've said enough. Time's up. Yada, yada, yada. Lock up Bill Clinton for the rape of Juanita Broderick. Oh, Andrew, this is what you conservative talk show hosts do. Now, see, if I wanted to play on your emotions, I'd pretend this was actually going to happen. I know of no plan. I know of no plan to try and convict Bill Clinton. I don't know of any plan. So I'm not going to sit behind this microphone and say, let me tell you something. I know this is going to happen. Stay tuned. Stay with me. We are going to we are going to bring you every tidbit of information about the eventual incarceration of Bill Clinton. Stay with me. Stay with me. Follow me. Hang on my every word. I mean, you hang on my every word anyway, but that's besides the point. But maybe that should happen. Alvin Bragg's case is a joke. And it almost seems like he's trying to find the off-ramp. The final witness. The final witness in the case was a lawyer named Robert Costello who was a U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York who basically said that Michael Cohen is the biggest lying sleazeball on planet Earth, which is probably why Trump used him for certain things, right? Sometimes you need a scuzzbag lawyer. Sometimes you need a real low-life bottom feeder to do some work for you. And it seems like the jury might have heard Costello and thought his assertion, his testimony of of. Cohen was enough to not indict Donald Trump. It seems like there's no clear-headedness. Now, I'm looking at a letter that was put that was put online um last night on Twitter. The account is at ALX. It's a blue check. I'm 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 gonna say I'm not exactly uh familiar with who this person is. Uh but the letter from the law firm of McDermott, Will, and Emery, uh, listed as highly confidential, shows that Michael Cohen stated for the record that he used his own personal funds to pay Stormy Daniels. And it was the Trump organization, not the campaign, that was a party to the transaction and did not reimburse Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. Well, if that's the case, that might be the reason why the Federal Election Commission dropped the case against Trump. Wouldn't that make sense? So maybe, to borrow, there is no there there. There is no there there in the case of Trump. And what Bragg is doing is purely political. If it is, he should be removed immediately. If Alvin Bragg is trying to proceed with a case that he knows, based on evidence, there is no crime committed, and he is still trying to do this, he should be removed. Now, on the other side of this, on the other side of this, go ahead, buddy. There would be no better, no better proof that Trump derangement syndrome is real, that these people don't give an F about justice, that they think Trump is in some special category where he's not entitled to do... Yes, you know what? Put handcuffs on him and leg irons on him. Put him in an orange jumpsuit and parade him through the Manhattan District Attorney's office. That would be the best campaign ad in history because this case is going to fall apart. 
See, on the other side of this, someone might argue about, so I do the opposite of playing on your emotions. Every time I've told you the case against Trump would fall apart, it did. Every time. I could actually go back. It pops up on my my memories on, on Facebook. I was on Fox and Friends in 2018. And I said, these people who are attacking Trump with Trump Russia know there's nothing there. And this is going to get this is going to wither, die, and go by the wayside. And I remember having a nice chat with the, you know, the Fox of the Curvy Couch cast. After the fact, I said, this is going nowhere. And it went nowhere. I said it. Bob Mueller hit, dropped his report. No collusion. Now, I can't entirely predict the end of the Mar-a-Lago case. But why do I think? Why do you think? Why do we think? That they're going to they're gonna do the indicting a ham sandwich thing, right? They're going to do the indicting the ham sandwich thing. Like, basically, they aren't going to get illegally held documents or they're going to be minor low-level documents maybe it's going to be an obstruction charge or something else but it's not going to be donald trump was selling the launch codes i think we all know that i mean here we are it's almost april it's spring the search raid whatever you want to call it on mar-a-lago was in august how much more time do they need Winesick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125. <laughs>